Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. And we have a lot to get to on tonight's show, man. I got the fantastic duo of Jay Brooks and also Javon Monet in the building. They are releasing a new EP entitled The Club Couple. But before we get to that, man, there's so much that we got to get to. And I feel like we've missed so much throughout the weeks, basically, that we haven't really been here. And there's a lot that I want to get to all within the next 10 minutes or so. So on that note, I think it's only right that we let that is breathe. Uh. Oh, let this bitch breathe. Indeed, indeed. So let me start off by addressing what's been happening lately within pop culture. So pop culture, there's so many things that combine pop culture. There's music, <clears throat> there's, there's movies, there's film, so many things. One of those things that people you know, kind of slide over to the back burner a little bit when it comes to pop culture is sports. And then another thing, probably even more important thing that people kind of slide over to the back burner as well is social topics, basically. So we're talking about socio-political topics. And throughout this past week, the two of those things collided in what was one hell of an epic debate that happened between two sides, basically. Basically, libertarians and conservatives, or conservatives, rather. Um, so let me paint the picture for you. So if you have been under a rock, basically, for <laughs> the last week or so, then basically you'll know that people have been fighting about a flag, all right? Now, we're not talking about any other flag. We're talking about the American flag, all right? Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up because it's been conjuring up so much debate and so much discourse over the last week or so. So pretty much, this all started with Colin Kaepernick when he decided to kneel for the American flag last September. And since then, he hasn't had a job in the NFL, not because he wasn't good enough, not because he had any misdemeanors or anything that wasn't law-abiding, but because of the fact that you had more than a handful of racist owners in the NFL who didn't want to hire a player who dared disrespect the flag. Now, I'm going to get to the flag in a moment, specifically. But the real thing I want to talk about is the fact that Donald Trump, in all of his Trump ways, basically trolled the NFL and the players and also athletes in general who were opposed to either standing for the flag or were in favor of those who did. And he basically called them sons of bitches and said that if you're running the NFL and he saw players that were leaning for the flag, then they should be fired or kicked off of the field immediately. So, of course, he said this in Alabama, of all states, and that's like one of the most redneck states in America, and they're football crazy, ironically enough. But because of his choice words for these players and the NFL as a whole, a lot of people took action. So one of the first people who took action was Golden State Warriors star Stephen Curry, who basically said that he wouldn't want to be welcome in the White House to greet Donald Trump because he doesn't uh, agree with his views. So he said that first. And then Donald Trump was basically saying on Twitter, oh, well, you don't want to come? Well, you're taking too long to make your decision, so your invitation has been revoked. Which is basically the equivalent of somebody saying, oh, you're breaking up with me? No. I'm breaking up with you. That's basically what it is. Or it's like, 
I'm not fired, I quit. So pretty much that was Don being petty, as we all know. <clears throat> now, here's where things get interesting. So the whole sense of a bitch's comment that was made, it was made towards both players in the NFL and the NBA. Both leagues comprising of majority black players. Not really a coincidence if you know what I mean, but I digress. Anyways, so pretty much LeBron James came into the defense of Steph Curry, as we all know. Mm -hmm. So did Chris Paul and a, and a litany of other players. And then the NFL took action last Sunday when a majority of teams, including owners as well, kneeled during the national anthem. Now, here's the thing right here. A lot of people who are against the kneeling during the national anthem think that the players are protesting the flag. They are not protesting the flag. They are using the national anthem as a vehicle for their protest. What they're kneeling in protest is the fact that there are so many injustices and inequalities that are happening within society. So the same thing that Colin Kaepernick was talking about when he was making his protest be known last season is what the players are kneeling for. But then you have these American right-wing conservatives or just hillbillies or rednecks in general talking about, oh, they're disrespecting the flag. They're protesting the flag. No. Bah. This is not allowed. This is football. Keep football out of, out of politics. Bah. So two things. No, they're not protesting the flag at all, as I just outlined. And two, when I hear people say keep sports out of politics, for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, that is code for, hey, nigger, I paid good money to see you play basketball and football. I want to see you run high, jump fast, run, and all that good stuff. Now make like your stereotypes and make me entertained. That's basically what I hear in my ears when somebody says, keep sports out of politics. And I find that very ironic when people say, keep sports out of politics, because sports and politics, they are one and the same. Are we going to act like... Uh, Muhammad Ali did not protest going to the Vietnam War and participating in it back in the 1960s when he actually volunteered to go to jail for three years out of his career so that he wouldn't participate in a fight that had nothing to do with him? Are we going to pretend that we didn't have uh, two athletes in the 1968 Olympics raise their black fists in the air during the, uh, during the medal ceremonies? That has happened before. Are we not going to act like LeBron James hasn't been very active in, in his part talking about social issues that have happened, like the, the murder of Tamira Rice or the murder of Eric Garner wearing the I Can't Breathe t-shirts. We have been hearing about these things since God knows how long, for at least decades now, at the very least. I mean, Jackie Robinson being integrated into the, into the MLB as the first uh, Negro player into the MLB. I mean, that alone itself is a sociopolitical slash sports merger. So I feel like people either aren't aware of these issues or they don't want to be aware, or they are, and they just don't care. Because they want to live in their little bubble of privilege. Now, going to the owners. Even though the owners did lean in solidarity, quote-unquote, they weren't really leaning in solidarity. All they were doing was trying to pump up their chest and prove to Donald Trump that they're not chumps. That's all they did. Because had Donald Trump not questioned the integrity of the NFL... Do you think guys like Jerry Jones or Shad Khan would be leaning with or kneeling with their players during the anthem? As a matter of fact, Jerry Jones and the team kneeled before the national anthem. So that right there should tell you something. All they wanted to do was pump up the chest and prove that they're not no punks. That's all it was. That's all it was. So me personally, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed 
in the slightest bit that these guys are kneeling because these are the same owners who are refusing to hire Colin Kaepernick, but yet they'll hire some guy like Jay Cutler who was retired by the time he got a, 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 a backup QB position for the Miami Dolphins, but he won't hire Colin Kaepernick, someone who's been to the Super Bowl before, someone who's been a multi-pro bowl uh, uh, a participant, but no, we won't, we're not going to hire him because he's not good enough. If it's a starting job, sure, I get it, but I think the parameters are set that he just wants a job. So even if that means a backup position, then should he not be able to get a backup position? The guy's not even 30 yet. So all these things are just basically hypocritical things that I've noticed throughout this whole flag gate debate type of thing. And a lot of people are asking, well, what are other leagues going to do? What, what's the NBA going to do? What, what has MLB done? MLB has actually had a few players kneel during the anthem as well. And a lot of people are forgetting the, one of the most important things out of all of this. In 2009, the NFL signed a contract to the armed forces for about $5.5 million to get players to come out on the field and to stand for the national anthem so that it would influence a lot of people to join the military. So, in essence, standing for the flag doesn't mean shit. All it is is paid patriotism at the end of the day. So, really, there's no symbolic gesture of standing for the flag during an NFL game. I mean, let me ask you guys something waiting, sitting at home. When you're sitting in your Lazy Boy, <laughs> do you stand for the National Anthem when you have a big bucket of popcorn and a pint of Guinness in each hand? No. You sit on your ass because you're too comfortable and you're too lazy to get out of your ass unless the wings are ready in the oven. So unless that happens, your ass is not standing up on the flag, but yet you want to go on your keyboard and act like you're Steve Rogers on some Captain America shit and you want to judge people for not standing for the flag. The joke is, the same people who are judging people for not standing for the flag are the same people who call the far left social justice warriors whenever stuff like this comes out. So basically, you're dissing yourselves in essence when all of this happens. So my thing is this, just to wrap up everything, um, know what people are kneeling for and know what they're not kneeling against. And this whole tired excuse of the veterans, the veterans, the veterans. Listen here, listen here. There have been multiple veterans who have come out in support of the people who are kneeling. Because at the end of the day, the flag is there to represent your First Amendment. Freedom of speech. And those veterans that you're talking about, they fought for your freedom of speech. So whether you agree or disagree with the speech that comes out, they have the freedom to express it. And another thing, the people who say the veterans, the veterans, the veterans, don't do shit for the veterans. Because at the end of the day, there are veterans who come back home with no jobs, with no formal education or training, and they're left out on the streets holding a, uh, a sign that says, we'll, we'll, we'll entertain for food, or we'll sleep for food, or anything like that. They don't do shit for the veterans. They don't even do shit for kids in Africa when they say, oh, we got to feed the kids. We gotta... You guys don't do shit. So why are you telling people, oh, the veterans, this is so disrespectful for the veterans, please. When's the last time you ever did anything for the... When's the last time you ever did anything for yourselves? Besides not educating for yourselves. But hey, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. Just there's a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of contradictory that's happening within America right now. And I feel like the people who need to address that need to really fix themselves and look at themselves in the mirror and know what they are mad about. And one thing before I close off the segment. Um, P.K. Subban, uh, NHL player for the National Predators... And uh, a Canadian at that said that he would never kneel um, in protest of the flag. I'm a little disappointed that he said that personally, just because 
him being a person of color and what he went through in Montreal with all the racial bigotry that was hurled at his way and all the racial injustice that he went through would say something like that. Just the fact that he doesn't know what these people are kneeling for in the first place. Again, they're not kneeling to protest the flag. They're kneeling to protest the racial inequalities that happen within America and that they're using the flag as a vehicle because it represents their First Amendment rights, which is freedom of speech. And that's what it comes down to. Do you guys disagree? Do you guys agree? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Coming up after commercial break, man, I got my man Brooks and Javon Monet in the building. We're going to get into the interview about how they got together to collaborate and all that good stuff. But before we get to that, I got to get to my man Oshan, and this is his new record called Atari, and it's only on Cool Radio. Yo! Uh, yes, yes, yo, welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Now, as promised, I do have my guest plural guests for the EV tonight. So this gentleman we've had on the show before, but now he's bringing his lovely lady on the show with him as well. And they have collaborated together, both in life and in music, and they are prepared to put out a new music project together. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of that and more, but ladies and gentlemen, I do have my man Brooks and Javon Monet in the building. What's up, people? Hey, what hey, up, hey. What up, y'all? All right, all right. So... Uh, Brooks, you were here. You were here about a year ago, actually, man. We were talking about a whole bunch of stuff. You had a new project coming out and all that. So, what's changed between a year up until now? Oh uh, man, what's changed? Mm-hmm. A lot. Let's get mainly, into it. <laughs> mainly, mainly financially. Mm-hmm. That's been working. Right, right. Uh, multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. Since then, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, the grand uh, stop. <laughs> yeah, for real. Just getting the finances in order to mm-hmm. fund for everything that I had planned, music-wise. Right, right, you know right. Absolutely. And like, how is it mixing um, work with uh, with uh, music as well? What's that balance like? Yeah, for the you? balance is crazy. Cause before, I think that was my one of my downfalls. Like, mm-hmm. I would just there we go. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I was gonna ask you about that. <laughs> but um. Yeah, basically, um, yeah, the balance is I'm 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 a little bit more balanced than I was before. Right. A little bit more more responsible. Before I was just like it was just mainly just music and mm-hmm. coming up with the funds to do everything it was hard. Right, right. So Right. And Javon, what's that been like for you as well? Like have you had like the same pressures of trying to balance the two together? Oh gosh, have I? <laughs> Especially because, like, you know, when I first came out here when we first moved out here, I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So that's when I had like a little downtime to listen to music and everything. But right. now that I'm working, mm-hmm. it's like, ugh. Downtime? What is that? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I gotta be like, Brooks, okay, what we gotta do now? I gotta keep asking him, you know. Yeah. All this stuff and his studio sessions, I gotta get reminded. I'm like, when we go into the studio again? So it's 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 so crazy to have it. The balance. Oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Right, right, right. So let's uh, take a trip down memory lane, actually. Uh-oh. How did you guys first meet, anyway? Uh, Brooks, I'm going to give it to you on, on this one. All right, well, um, everybody knew I did music. Uh, mm-hmm. A mutual friend um, introduced us. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard about her, and she heard about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we met. Uh, it was it was um, an important time in our lives. Right. Like, I think, like... We both needed each other. Like I think she needed a little inspiration, music-wise. Mm-hmm. And um, once we were introduced, we just vibed out in the studio and invited her to a few studio sessions. And mm-hmm. It just went from there. Right, right, right. And Javon, uh, what was your what was your uh, take on Javel when you first met him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, like I was saying earlier, I don't know if we was on, we wasn't on air, but 
um he had added me on facebook out of nowhere and i i had knew about him but i didn't know how he looked nothing like that right right so it's a so, catfish basically right so <laughs> i just seen like one day javel brooks temperament i'm like who's this little wayne guy <laughs> you know trying to add me got all the girls around him all the little pretty boy <laughs> yeah i'm like this little pretty boy i'm like who he? i'm like oh i'm a i'm a baller like so you like pay him no mind yeah so, yeah but after a while, when I I realized the Brooks part, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's Brooks. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> then after that, I was like, oh, okay. But then, like I said, I thought he was like some pretty boy thing. Like I'm like, mm -mm, this will be strictly music with him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You see what kind of guy he is? Like all these girls, I can't. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. So after that, like I mean, I I just I thought off the back he was some pretty boy, long hair, he a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But when I first met him, like. He was so shy. Okay, yeah, he yeah. He was so quiet. I'm like, who this? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't wait, wait, wait. I'm like, who this guy? But, yeah, yeah, let's pull back a little bit. <laughs> like, but yeah, but yeah, he was just yeah, he was he was totally like the opposite of what I thought he was. Like, right, right. So I'm I'm happy for that. Right. So <laughs> he it, was a, be here. it was a pleasant surprise, basically. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it about each other's musical styles that that allowed you guys to click, basically? Jay, I'm I'm sorry with you on this. Alright, um, Soul, I think, with her. Mm -hmm. First, I think image. Like, I think she fit what we was looking for. Um, when I was repping the um, J music, the whole movement that we had. Right. We had a um a lot of artists, and we had rappers. We had female rappers before. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. we never we never really had that that R and B soul singer on the team. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was. Light skin, pretty, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, oh, thank you. She kind of fit into it, you know what I'm saying? Right, Everybody right. wanted to be around, and you know, you know how guys are females in the studio. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who that? Now everybody in the studio now. What's your but, name is? What's your right, name right. is? So, it was a lot of that, but um, yeah, I think it was just because it was different. Right, right. And she calls herself Miss Different. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right. Hey, Javon, what was the vibe like for you? <sighs> well. What really caught me with him mm -hmm. was his consistency. Okay, yeah. Like, when we first met, like, it was strictly music, right? Right, right, right. So, he was like, yo, I got a few tracks I need you on, yo. And I'm telling you, my email to this day still got unread messages from him. Really? I'm like, yo, bro, like, he's serious about this music thing. Like, yeah. I heard about him, <laughs> but I'm like, nah, he's on it. And it was like, every every day he was sending me new emails, like, oh, I just did this, see if you could come up with something. So, that kind of pushed me, you know, to like, mm. I gotta get on my music. Yeah, yeah. I like writer's block for years Yeah. and just seeing the way his work ethic, <laughs> like as far as the music, he was always, mm -hmm. he didn't sleep. I would, he'll be texting me four o'clock in the morning. Hey, I just emailed you this new thing. I'm like, yeah. how? When did you sleep? <laughs> like, you know, so his consistency and his ethic with, it was just, that's what kind of caught my eye. Like, I mean, anybody can rap, right? Yeah, yeah. But then when I actually heard stuff, he was nice too. So I'm like, oh, so he, he got bored? Yeah. <laughs> and he got the work ethic? Hold on. And then, you know, but so yeah. that definitely kind of, that's what caught my eye. You like, me, You got me sounding lyrical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you do what you do. <laughs> you know, I got some two like right, right, right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you, 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 you got a little something going on. Whatever. <laughs> no big deal, whatever. So let's get so let's get into like hip hop and R&B now, because they like hip hop and R&B. They've been married for like thirty years at the very least, right? Mm -hmm. It all started with the whole um, with the whole New Jack Swing movie with Teddy Riley and all those guys, mm -hmm. and they put out groups like Joe to see Mary J. Blige and everything, and they just spawned into. 
something where it's now commonplace. Like even on Billboard, you have hip hop and R&B sharing the same chart placing in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So they're re- so they've recognized marriage between the two, and we've heard great collaborations between, like, let's say Method Man, Mary J. Blige, or Jay Z and R. Kelly, and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, what is it about the two that coincide with one another, in your opinion, uh, Javon? I'll start with you. Hmm. What I think is just like it gives you so many vibes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like when the singer come on, you like oh right, but then the rapper come on, you like mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like in one song mm-hmm. with that mix, you get so many emotions and you really connect to it in different ways. Whether you like hip hop more than you like R and B or vice versa, so it's right. like. You just like you connect to it more, I think, mm-hmm. you know, because it hits you in so many different ways. You don't know if the, if the rapper's coming or the singer's coming, you know. So yeah. I think I think that's what it's just. It's very emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're even getting that now. Yeah, I didn't want you to notice. I didn't want you to notice. <laughs> now, everybody who's listening right now, the host DM Cool just took a shot. It's a rock. <laughs> All right now. It's a rock nation in the building. <laughs> but uh, Jay. I'm gonna get, or, uh, Brooks, I'm gonna get you to answer that question too while I clean myself up. <laughs> <coughs> so the question was, what's the so, so like the marriage between hip hop and R and B? Like, why is it like that? Like, how are they um, so um, close to one another? I, I feel like um, the artists could relate to each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially mainly the African American community. Like, okay, okay, speak on it, speak on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, um, Don't miss the words now. <laughs> Speak freely. <laughs> Yo, that's a rock already, boy. That's a rock hitting already. But um, yeah, I just think that with with hip hop, it's just um up tempo. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an expression, right? And I think I think just everybody relating to it, even the 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 concepts mm-hmm. from. Anything from from like the streets, mm-hmm. like the clubs, um, I, I think it brings fun into it. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier to everybody to relate. We go through the like through different hoods, different cities, mm-hmm. different countries. We kind of all go through the, some similar things. Right, right. You know what I mean, whether struggling financially or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you kind of relate to it. Right. So I think when you express that <laughs> in music mm-hmm. and you bring that. It's just because, like, like I said, I just think, just, um, just it being relatable. Right, you right. Know what I'm saying I think that it was easier to, to collab. Absolutely. And and just and just and just it being different, it brings it brings um from what I said earlier about bringing Javon to the table as mm-hmm. far as the music, it was just she was different. Yeah. So I think, like she said <coughs> earlier, it's just like you have. Uh, R&B song and then you have a rap on it. It's yeah. just a different dimension. Absolutely. Now, speaking of which, actually, we've noticed more than in any generation of hip-hop and R&B that, like, we now have rappers singing on records. We now have singers rapping on records. Um, so, what do you think of that? What do you think of that intertwining of the two? Like, what's your what's your take on the rapper singing and the, yeah. and the singers, rap, singers rapping, in a sense? Yeah. Well, I, I love it. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think... I kind of started out singing a little bit. Not really singing, but yeah, more like... Like harmonizing, I Harmonizing. Guess. Yeah. A, a big 50 Cent fan, as you would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. <Those> epic debates. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not get into that. It's funny, because like, I have actually have a, a topic later on in the show that revolves around 50, but... Oh, we'll, we'll get to that later, though. We'll get to oh, that later. Oh, boy. We'll get to I'm about to get out the room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on, though. Go but, on. Um, 
Oh, I lost my train of thought. We was talking about... So, uh, you started off singing or harmonizing oh, yeah, for the yeah, most yeah. part, yeah. Yeah, so I started off that. I started off like that. I never been really... I never considered myself like a lyrical artist to begin with. I just had... Um, I was always complimented um, on my flow. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's what really stood out with me. Right. So, I like that. I like that. Um, that that collaboration between artists, where it's just like singing, rapping. It, it it's fun. It's like it's it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, especially with the beats, like with the beat drops or whatever. Yeah. It makes it more entertaining. Mm -hmm. and it's like singing, cause like when you sing, it's like not everybody could sing, but you have fun. Like you in the shower, who don't sing? Who yeah. don't really like? Harmonize. Right. Like right. I can't sing, but I'll be singing my ass off on tracks. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> in my opinion, I just told the engineer, like, yo, you know what I mean? So, Make me sound good. So. <laughs> right, right. I love it. I'm a big fan. All these new artists coming out, it gives me ideas, and it's just like, I'm a fan. Right. So, Javon, you being a singer for X amount of years now, when you hear a rapper singing on a record, what's your take on that? I'm honestly kind of used to it because my older brother, uh -huh. um, Eric Hayes, he's he started out as a singer. Yeah. <laughs> Then he just surprises with his rapping, and he's really good. So yeah. he kind of, I would say, introduced it to me before it kind of was popular. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, that kind of sparked it, you know. So I was right. kind of really used to it, but now seeing like on the mainstream artists kind of doing it and seeing that now was like a thing, mm -hmm. you know. It it that it kind of inspired me in a way, you know, because it's, yeah. it's like wow, like. People are becoming so diverse in the music thing and taking advantage of it and trying and challenging themselves, you know? Yeah. People that might not have been rappers is trying to be rappers now. Like for me, for example, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, let me see if I got some bars now, you know? So right. it, it definitely challenges you and I think it works on your your craft as well because, like, you know, you start to think out the box. Like, okay, so I know I can't sing that, so how am I going to, you know, flow with that now? So yeah. it's like, it's definitely challenging for either artist, <laughs> either a rapper or, or a singer. So I think it's, mm -hmm. I think it's definitely something that's great in the music industry right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. So, like, when you hear guys like um, Bryson Tiller or Drake or anything like that, for example, even, like, Kendrick Lamar to a certain extent as well, mm -hmm. do you feel like it's kind of like the evolutionary stage in, in rap music right now for, like, rappers to integrate, like, vocals and harmonizing with it as well? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's... I'm scared to see what's going to be like in a few years from now because, you know, it's, it's definitely it's definitely changing a lot. So yeah. everybody's coming with new stuff and coming up with um, new ideas as far as how they, you know, sounded on tracks now. So it's like, it's so exciting. Right, right. Yeah. So let's talk about um, artists who have collaborated with each other in the past, not just on, on like records, but like even on like albums and like even EPs at the very least. Mm -hmm. So we had Jay-Z R. Kelly with the, with the Best of Both Worlds series. We had... Um, as recently as I think a year ago, we had Big Sean and Janaiko with a 2088 mm -hmm. project. Uh, the thing that I've noticed, however, is that it doesn't really happen often. It happens to me like once every like five years or something like that when like someone from hip hop and R&B collaborates with one another on a single project. So why do you think we don't see that often? Um, you have for that? Um, often? I don't know. So speaking from experience, like sometimes you, there's so much that you you dealing with, so much that you personally wanna, mm -hmm. you know, do yourself. Yeah. It depends on the person's career at the time. I believe, like right. if it's right at the moment, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, then I think it would be good. But if it's like sometimes you be so like right now, I have mad projects I'm working on. So yeah. This one kind of worked out a little bit because of the situation. Mm -hmm. So possibly if it was like, um, I don't know. Po possibly if I was like on a roll with my solo project, I probably would have kept going. This probably would have never came out. Right, right. So I think it's just timing. 
Absolutely. And before we get on to the, to the next leg of the interview, um, Club Couple, how did that come about? Hmm, with so many things. He could probably summarize a little better, but for my take, yeah. it was just, we had, we had some songs for years that we was working on. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of people um, used to ask us, oh, when you guys are gonna, you know, do a, a, a album together or do something together. And mm -hmm. everybody was like, oh, you guys should be a group. And we're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, nah. I don't we know think, about all that. <laughs> right, like we are, cause we, you know, we're, we're solo artists at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't want people to look at us as a group. Right. You know, so that kind of took a little more time for us to put, you know, the project together. Cause mm -hmm. we didn't want people to look at us like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, we just we just wanted to finally give our fans what they wanted. Yeah. And um for ourselves too, you know, like see what we could come up with cuz like I said we had some songs from before, but then we had some new beats and new things. So we was just like, you know, let's just have fun with it and see what we could do. And that's how it kind of came about. But that's yeah. my take on it. So he could have sure. a different take. Well, yeah, Brooks, what's your take? <laughs> I'm seeing some I'm seeing some comments in my in my um Instagram live right now. Wow. Okay. What my see? wifey Answering all the questions and uh, all that. And uh, uh, and I mean, nobody got time. Nobody got time. I'm just saying. You know what? I'm going to prove I ain't scared or nervous. Yeah. And all that. Hold oh. up. Hold up. Oh. Big man. <laughs> Speak freely, young man. Speak freely. <laughs> they call me the kid JB and she's Javon Monet. Uh-oh. Club couple out right now was on delay. Okay. Trap time and Miss Different on the way. Okay. They ask about the interview, tell them it's on the day, so tune in. MaximumFM.ca. Shouts to those who thought we done left them in BK. Yay! Shout outs to Bentley and C. Rose and VA. Shouts to my cousin Smo and Molly out in PA. Uh-huh. A few of those moved down south to, G to GA. Okay. East Harlem. When my homie D stay free, bay, I'm in the GTA. A C-A-N-A-D-A-O-D-A. What up, what I mean, up? DM cool. Ah, <laughs> they the say I back. play all day, so went to PM school. I made the best move, the number one GM rule. My cousin Kathy pointed, told me don't be them fools. I used to see them tools. I seen a lot more after that. Now here's the aftermath. Club couple with Javon, Brooks and him, and back to back. We still thinking about it, though. Alright, <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna get to the next the next uh segment. This one's called Cool or Uncool, and it goes a little something like this. Shout out to Visions. Oh, say what up, say what up to D. Alright, alright. So <coughs> pretty much in this segment, very similar to last time you were here, I'm gonna give you guys a bunch of uh topics and you're gonna let me know if they're cool or uncool. And feel free to elaborate as to why you feel they're cool or uncool. You dig it? Mm -hmm. Okay then. So on that note, uh, here we go. Fall officially being here. Cool or uncool? You kissed it. Wow! <laughs> the longest teeth kiss <laughs> ever in a minute. Let me tell you, see, Canada different, right? Tell us how you really feel. So it's uncool. <laughs> 
But no, but I mean, it's, it's nice to finally cool down though. It was it was hot. Right. It was crazy. So right. I'm I'm okay with it. So it's what's in between uncool and cool? Can I? Oh. Um, <laughs> 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 oh shit. So here's the funny thing that that I find with like certain Americans, like if you're like down south and you think this is cool, I get it. It's hot. Right. But New York is like the tri-state area, which isn't too far from Toronto. Right. But see, it's a different type of cold. But that's a different conversation though, because. Okay. It's a different type of cold. What kind of cold are we talking about in New York? I'm talking about like you see when the wind blow, it's cold. But yeah. the minute you step outside in Canada, it's like you don't need no wind. It's just freezing. Like <laughs> the wind just makes it worse. But yeah, I mean it is cold. But I mean I'm in between. Right, right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, Jake, cool or uncool for you on that one? I'll stay cool. You stay cool? Okay, okay. All right, so let's put on that. I like that. I like it when it's cool, though. No, okay. not cold. Okay, okay. I get you on that. I get you on that. I get you on that. All right. Um, vacations. Not vacations, but vacations. Cool or uncool? Hmm. I say it's cool. Okay. It's cool. It's nice to get away with your, with your boo thing. Yeah. If you guys get along. Now, if you guys just gonna go away and be arguing all the yeah. time, that ain't no vacation. Save your money. Save your money. That's, that's the separation right there. Yeah. Like you yeah. set yourself up for a disaster because you are stuck in wherever and you cannot leave that person. Right. So, vacations are cool if you're cool with the person. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Brooks, what do you say to that? Vacation's cool. No, okay. yeah. Have we had a vacation yet, or are we working on that? I think I think I think the first vacation was coming out here to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're still on it. It's permanent. Oh, oh, this is her first. That was her first time coming. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. we're on a permanent vacation right now. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, um, eating at home, cool or uncool? Eating at home? Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. That's cool. Cool. Uber Eats? What? You know what? I actually haven't tried Uber Eats yet. What? You better get on it. I know. They, I they know. should sponsor us. That's how much we use Uber Eats. Yeah, that's it, bad. So what, what have you guys uh, got from Uber? Uber Eats. Like, what have you guys ordered? Like McDonald's, Popeyes, um, it's nice, yeah. And I mean, depending on the location, because there's a McDonald's close to us, so the food comes nice and hot. Okay. Oh yeah. But I mean, don't don't get it wrong though. Like, we don't eat it all the time. We oh no, yeah, yeah. On a healthy vibe. <laughs> yeah, of so, course, of course. Every <laughs> once in a while, you know, the cheat days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Yo, cheat days are like fall on the weekends for me, like. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Many little weekends. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had a burrito today and then I had like a panzerato before I got here, so you know. Well, now you'll be eating good, boy. Nah, Yo, I'll cheat. Yo, I, I'll cheat hard. I'll cheat hard today. Yo, Dang. real quick, like, um, uh -huh. you ever forgave your dad for eating your B-Pack? Oh, yeah, we cool. We cool. <laughs> we cool on that. We cool. We, we cool on that. Yo, my, my mom, shout out to Joe Klein on Facebook. My mom, my, my mom laughed at that. Yeah. She's a big fan of your pop. Listen, man, we, we cool on that. We cool on that, man. Uh, let's see here. An unorthodox, out of the box type of date. So, a date that's not necessarily like common, like a dinner in a movie or something like that. That's a common date. But I'm talking about an unorthodox type of date. I'm with it. You're with it? I'm with it. What about you, what about you Brooks? That's cool. You work some type of deal out with him? Yeah, that's not. Every Monday is different. So I mean, I ain't trying to have no nah, typical. Let's go to the movie, you know what I mean? So I want a, I want a crazy date. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Listen, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I um. Our wedding anniversary is coming up soon too. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. about that yeah, crap. Yeah. See, we be so busy. Don't worry, I'll give y'all some ideas. I'll give y'all some so, ideas. Right. So um, cool. You cool with that? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right you said then. That. Mm -hmm. You gotta record it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you're having a horror party. Like, cameras all around you. Oh, all right, now we're going to get to something else, man. This is my favorite game over here. You already know what this one uh -oh. is. <laughs> this one is called I Quit the Game. Oh. Every second, every minute, hey. man, I swear that she can get it. Hey. Oh. Now, <laughs> now, in this world, we, are, we already guys know that you're like a, you guys are a power couple of like un unmeasurable heights. No. But in this world, in an alternate universe, mm -hmm. you guys are not a couple. Mm -hmm. Each of you guys are single. Oh, I like these questions. Living that single life, wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing. Jet flying, limousine riding, all, all that, that good, good stuff. stuff. Mm, so there you go. So, so, so let, me, let me let me send a few texts out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> only today, only today. Only today. <laughs> One night only. <laughs> well, there comes a point in everyone's life where they've got to quit the game. They've got to settle down, have the kids with the wet home, with the wet picket fence, mm -hmm. with the tire swing, right. apple pie cool on the windowsill, mm. Spud McKenzie looking dog. <laughs> If you, have to, if you have to yeah. put the, if he memorizes, right. you just visualize. That's everything. a beautiful image. It's very beautiful. If you guys had to quit the game for one of these two people that I will each give you guys individually, mm -hmm. who would it be for? Now, Jay, or sorry, uh, Brooks, you've already played this game before, so I'm gonna start off with Javon. Mm -hmm. You would throw some girls in there too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That just got interesting. My name is Miss Okay. So I'll be the judge. All right, then. So that, uh, okay, it got hot in here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so, I mean, I mean, sorry. Before we start, I just don't mind being. I don't mind complimenting other women or saying that they're beautiful right. or thing. So that's what I'm I don't mind having. You could throw some girls in there. Okay, okay, okay. We'll start with the guys first because I, I was prepared for oh, that. That's fine. So, would you quit the game for Idris Elba hmm. or Morris Chestnut? Oof. <laughs> Shoot. That's like asking me for every number on Snickerball. Um. <laughs> Clear up on aisle five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's just a Morris Chestnut, but let's see. Well, see, Morris Chestnut looks like my uncle, so I think I'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a good I'm, I'm going with Idris. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of a good reason to yeah, not, yeah. not select I mean, him. I mean, don't, like, he's very good looking, don't get me wrong, <coughs> yeah. but if I had to choose, right. I don't want to be like, oh, you look like my uncle. Yeah, you know, I don't want to go through that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just you win that one, bro. Yeah. Right. Okay. And for I guess for ladies, maybe I guess um, that was again wasn't prepared. I know for that. that's not many. I know. I'm, I'm gonna just freestyle this one then. Okay. Um, Alicia Keys or Beyonce? Oh, Alicia Keys. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't even get it. I didn't even get oh, Beyonce and Jennifer. I mean, Beyonce is, you know, she's, Alicia Keys my life. Okay. If you, I'm everybody. Okay. Alicia Keys is okay. my boo. I respect like, that. Like, oh my gosh. I love Alicia Keys. That is that bad. I respect. I respect. The, the minute you said Alicia, you already know. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've had a crush on Alicia Keys for like 15 years, like literally. Yo, and then I, I saw her in that follow video, I was like... I had all her braid styles. Okay. Every single last one. I'm known for that. In elementary school, I have yeah. all her braid styles, nice. bro. I love Alicia Keys. So do I. Fight me, y'all. Fight me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to war for Swiss, her. Swiss, watch out. <laughs> yeah, I'll kneel for the flag and everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, Brooks, going to you now. All right. My phone. Would you quit the game? <coughs> Pardon me. Would you quit the game? For Kerry Washington or Zoe Saldana? Ooh. Wow, that's, wow. That's, a, that's a tough one. There's no wrong answer. I, I wouldn't know right. I wouldn't <laughs> know what to do, but I'll take both. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'll say Zoe. You didn't say Zoe? Mm -hmm. Okay, Zoe's a proper choice, so I came in front with that. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to go to a commercial break, but before we do, we have a single to play from the Club Couple EP, which is entitled Down Tonight. So keep it locked. We'll be right back. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Once again, I still got my peoples, Brooks and Javon Monet, in the building. Yup, yup, yup. Uh-huh. Now, we about to get into Trip Talk, all right? So, as you guys already know, or if you're new to the show, uh, well, first of all, thank you for tuning in. Um, it is a segment where we are going to deliver three of the hottest topics that happen within pop culture this week. Three minutes each. I doubt we're going to go through three minutes each. It's probably going to be a bit longer than that because these are some heavy topics to get through. Mm -hmm. So, on that note, let's begin. <laughs> so, remember when I was alluding to where I had a 50 Cent topic lined up for the segment? Oh, boy. Here we go with it. So, 50 Cent was uh, on the radio with uh, Ebro from uh, Hot 97 discussing with Laura Styles and uh, Peter Rosenberg about the uh, demise of the New York hip-hop scene within the early to mid-2000s. So... Ebro in the past has always stated that it was 50's fault that hip-hop uh, had a decline in New York, but then 50 turned it back around and blamed it on Ebro. So the main reason why he blamed on Ebro is because Ebro uh, had connections with the program director at Hot 97 who would dictate who gets play and who doesn't get play, whereas Ebro would blame 50 because 50 was the one who was beefing with a lot of New York artists like a Ja Rule, Jada Kiss, Fat Joe, Nas, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. And he feels like by that time, that was the demise of uh, New York hip-hop and that Southern hip-hop had begun to rise after that point. Mm -hmm. So my question to the following two New Yorkers I just so happen to have in front of me right now, who would you blame for the demise of uh, the New York hip-hop scene in like, the mid-2000s? Would you blame 50, Ebro, or would you even blame something else besides those two? Brooks, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, because I need time to think. <laughs> Great question. Well, you know, 50 is my man. Mm -hmm. Rad, I hope you're watching. So you can send this to um, 50. 50, you're so watching. Give, 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 give me something right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they both have good points, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. I heard about that interview. I didn't even get to see it. Right. I didn't check it out yet. I should have watched it before. It was a pretty good interview. Like the, I just saw... A screenshot of 50 at Hot 97, like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, this happened, okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my homie, um, my homie MTS told me about that, aka Carlito. Mm -hmm. What up, shout out to him. Um, but uh, yeah, he told me about that interview. Um, who would I blame? Ah, damn, I that's something I really gotta think about. I, w I don't really blame anybody, I would say that. I, it was just everything just happened at the right time. I right. Feel like if if the South you know, the South was united <coughs> at that time and, Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was meant to be. Right. I feel like um as far as I heard about um I think they mentioned in the interview from what I heard is that because fifty was beefing with everybody mm -hmm. and not to be biased or anything, um because of my influence, but I think like I think I think that kind of helped it a little bit because mm -hmm. it helped like the talk similar to when Kendrick Lamar did the control was it control yeah control yeah yeah I think that like everybody will, uh, you know what I mean look how many artists even um, local artists unsigned artists yeah just you know what I'm saying beat, so basically. look what that did so right. I think sometimes it gets kind of annoying to especially with people who um not who don't like Fifty right 
It's like, damn, you beefing with somebody else. But I think it's a little entertaining because then you want to hear. Like, I like, I, I love Jada Kiss Checkmate, this right. track on that, that's dope. That's an underrated diss yeah, record, actually. Very, very. Not a lot of people talk about that, very, man. Like, he like, got 50 It on was that facts. One. It was like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't just talking about how he looked like a whatever, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like a Make monkey or whatever. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, I think it helped. It, it brings the best out of people. So, I don't think. And, and that's, that's what New York is, too. Like, New right. York is, uh -huh. like. Like it's it's all beef. You know what I'm saying? It's always like very competitive. So yeah. it's like that's that's what they they do, you know what I'm saying? So right. Um so yeah, I was listening to the interview and they both made valid points on, on, on each other's side, but I okay. feel like they're just trying to point the finger at either one, right? Yeah. And like, I'm sure both of them kind of contributed a little bit in a way to the demise of the New York hip hop scene. Okay. But I think ultimately at the end, I think Hip hop was just ready to move on to another coast, so to speak, yeah. which would be the yeah. South. Yeah. And a lot of people know that black culture dictates pop culture, and black culture primarily revolves around hip hop culture in the in the pop culture spectrum. Mm -hmm. So during that time, it was southern hip hop euphemisms that were taking over, like mm -hmm. terms like crunk and twerk mm -hmm. and all that stuff were taking mm -hmm. over, mm -hmm. and the sound of it was taking over as well. Whether it was music videos or on radio or even uh, songs that were being promoted for movie trailers and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they had been the ones to be the tastemakers within hip hop culture, which would be, which would then manifest itself into pop culture. So I feel like it was just the sound and just like their own culture, their own style overall is what took over. Mm -hmm. So sure, you know they could bicker about. Well, you're the one that ruined it. No, you're the one that ruined it. I think it was just the microcosm of Atlanta hip hop or just Southern hip hop in general, just taking over in general, mm, really. Yeah. So, whether or not that diminished the sound of hip hop in general, that's basically another debate for another day, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I think that ultimately is what gave New York its demise, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, I was also listening to in another interview that they're talking about the same topic, and they're saying that. The uh, the elder statesmen of the New York scene didn't really give any cosigns to a lot of the newer acts that were coming up in the New York scene. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I heard one person say, "Well, guys like Buster, guys like Jay, didn't really give the keys to another New York act that was coming up." Which is why now when you hear somebody like ASAP Rocky, he doesn't really have a New York sound; he has a Southern sound. Mm -hmm. But if somebody had given him the keys, and maybe he would have had a New York sound. Mm -hmm. uh, so, with that being said, uh, Javon, do you think it was maybe? A good thing that that no one gave the keys to a New York artist, or that was a bad thing. Like, what's your take on that? Hmm. Well, how I look at it is, I think that just motivates the artists in New York to work. You know, mm -hmm. like to be like, you know, we we here. You know, we still here. We we got something to prove. We got something to say. Like, right. we have a few artists coming up. You know, that's in New York. Us, hopefully, one right. day. So you know, so I feel like that just gives. The New York is more of a reason to to go hard with their music and be and, and be different, so that right. way we can kind of take over and and come out with like hopefully our own sound or you yeah. know what I'm saying, like kind of bring that back. But I mean, it's, that's a very tough topic, mm -hmm. you know. But um, I just feel like everything is gonna happen when it how it's supposed to happen, right? You know, and it's just you know as an artist in New York, you know, just do your thing, work hard, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and and get us back on the map if that's you know what I mean. If if you really got something to say, yeah, <laughs> you know, come on, say it, you know, like Absolutely. what you gotta do, like. 
So I think that's that's just my little take on it. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. Um, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, what do y'all think? Hit me up on Twitter at dm underscore cool or cool underscore radio to <coughs> pardon me to let me know your thoughts. Now, second topic we got, man. Uh, second topic we got. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. <Uh-oh. coughs> so this one, I was actually gonna give my wanks of the week too, but I had to bring it down to the trip talk because I had a bigger one in mind. But nonetheless, Uh-oh. we gotta talk about Atlanta rapper Bob. Now he's in the news right now because. He started a GoFundMe program so that he could get some space balloons or satellites launched into space so that he can prove his theory about the Earth being flat. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did see people talking about <laughs> Yes. Now, last, it was either last year or the year before, I gave him the wangsta because of the fact that he thought the Earth was flat. Right. And now he's doubling down, basically, saying that not only do I still believe that the Earth is flat, but I want to start a GoFundMe program so that we can get some devices launched into space so I can further prove it based on photographs and video. But I think people didn't remind him that we already do have satellites in space that have shot millions upon (laughs) millions of photos of the Earth and all of its curvaceous glory, if you know what I mean. But, of course, in his mind... He thinks that those are lies and that the government's trying to lie to us and about all of that. Now, here's a joke about this. Not only did he start a GoFundMe program, but two things. One, he kicked it off by donating his 1000 into the pot. And then two, go, the, go, the GoFundMe website actually suspended the, uh, oh, wow. the uh, contributions because oh, they said on their website they, that they want to focus on more important matters, oh, basically. Geez. And they want to see where these funds are actually being allocated right. towards. So, with all that being said, um, Javon, I'm going to start with you because you're having a great time with this. No, What's because, your take? No, it's just funny because I see people talking about it, but I've been so busy, I don't have time to like really stay up to yeah. date with a lot of things. So, knowing the story behind that, that is hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I mean, sorry for the people who may feel like the world is flat. I mean, that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But... For you to start a GoFundMe page, that's something that's supposed to be for something serious. Like, let's right, be real. Like right. you're not you're not just a regular guy in the street. You know what I'm saying? You are B.O.B. So like you're really like risking a lot right now, bro. Yep, like, <laughs> like, come on. Like I understand you trying to, you know, if you wanna prove something or whatever, but you 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 can get that figured out without having a GoFundMe page. Like yeah. if you want to try to sign up, get some classes for you to go to space, exactly. just do that. You know Become what I'm saying? Become an astronaut and they can see right. for That's yourself. What I'm you got the money, go to school, do what yeah. you gotta do. If you wanna go take your trip, take your pictures, you gonna do that. But yep. try to start a whole GoFundMe page just for that. I just I just Poor guy, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're gonna try, you're gonna, I mean, I, I'm not gonna knock him for trying, but, you know, I mean, I just find that hilarious. Like, poor guy. I think like, he is. Is that serious? He needs to focus on priorities. That's <laughs> like, what I think. Like, I don't know, poor guy. But yeah, I just, I just find, I just, it's just funny. Like, I mean, his belief, I'm not laughing at that. Everybody's, right. you know, entitled to their own opinion. Sure. That's not what I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at the fact that he really tried to do this GoFundMe thing and he got it, he got it shut down. <laughs> and you're BOB. Yeah. I'm saying, like, not like you some. Some regular dude. I know, right? You like, know, like, you are, you have good, like, you can get sources. You can figure that out, like, a whole nother way. Poor guy. Oh, man. I hope he's okay. I'm going to stay updated with this story. This well, story's funny. Let's just say he can really use a wish right now. <laughs> wish right now. <laughs> wish right now. <laughs> yo, yo, shout out to Ava. Shout yeah, out to Ava. That is so funny. <laughs> Graphic designer. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I just zoomed into Instagram. Hey. 
It's my Instagram. But no, yeah, that's oh, funny. Brooks, what's, what's, what's your take on this, man? Oh, man. I be seeing this. There's so many crazy stuff going on right now. Right. Like, in the world, like, with everything, like, yeah. current events and all that. Like, it's just fun. I just laugh at all these stuff. Like, I really don't pay attention to these type of things. Right, right. Like, she she be more into it sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Like, she'll show me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm more, like, into just, uh... You know, ball and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balls left, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think, you know, since him and Kyrie Irving have the same beliefs in that, oh. he should probably slide a little a little of that Let's contract money over for that GoFundMe. <laughs> Let's not talk about I heard about a rumor Kyrie. about he... Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> I heard a rumor about something the, with, like, an update on Kyrie's belief. Whether it was fake or whatever, I don't know if that was true. Oh, I didn't hear an update, actually. So, I guess I'm, I'm wrong then. We'll know. find out. Maybe... I don't know what I be... I don't know. I don't be standing up for that. <laughs> Maybe him playing for Boston now may change his beliefs a little bit. Yeah, he can stay right Maybe. there. Oh, mm-hmm. a little saucy, are we? Yeah, we not, we not going to talk about <laughs> so, Kyrie. So we, we disown Kyrie Irving? <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Mm-hmm. Let, let's switch that real quick. Just real quick oh, before we go to that. Because I know he was supposed to be like the, the Robin to mm-hmm. LeBron's Batman, but he's now more like Nightwing. He wants to do his own thing. You, you, you can't really blame the man for expanding his wings. No, no, not, it's not that. I just... I mean, I, I liked Kyrie a lot. Okay, okay. You know, and for him to do, like, to to handle the situation the way he's been handling it, that's where I kind of lost respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he, you know, his late, his latest interviews and things, the way he was acting all like, oh, I'm Kyrie Irving. Like, stop it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you nice, but don't say so and him. act like you Michael Jordan and LeBron. And you know what I mean? You top notch. Like, get out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I just don't, I mean... It, he could do whatever he wanted to do. He's a grown man. Yeah. But I just don't like the the way that he's handling the situation. So I guess him being a little bit cheeky in the interviews, talking about, yeah, like, like, why should I have to go to LeBron? Right, but like, his nose is all up in the sky. Like, I get out of here. Like, I want, like, listen, like I said, we ain't going to talk about Kyrie, right? Fair enough. I mean, I mean good luck to him in, 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 in Boston and stuff. I I, I hope he um get, <laughs> I hope he goes there and achieves what he wanted to do. You know, but I, I can smell the bullshit coming from all the way over here, man. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I'll say this. I mean, like, yeah, sure, he was kind of being a little passive aggressive, but to be fair, LeBron is no stranger to passive aggressiveness either, as well. I mean, yeah, but it's it's a different type of thing because, like, you know, like I'm saying, he's, you know. Like I said, it's a whole nother conversation. It really is, Kyrie, because, like, you know, like, I can name, like, multiple situations. No, yeah, but, I mean... I mean, we're top-heavy as hell. We need a playmaker. Kind of, I right, mean, but I, I just... My whole thing on the whole situation, I just don't like the way he... He's hand like he's handling the way he's handling. That's right. that's that's mainly my my thing right. with him. The, his old moving thing. I was tight that he left the Cavs. Yeah. It's like dang, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's how the game is. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. But for you to want to trade and then the way you acting and then the way you, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't certain things that I I've I've, I've I'm seeing with him. Yeah. I don't really respect a lot, right, well, personality-wise. No, no, go, Brooks, go, go on, go on. Say what uh, you got to say. I don't even want to say. Yeah, yeah that's, what I'm that's why I'm doing all the talking. Cause I, he, I, I, I would quicker. I know we pressed for time, but yeah. I think with her, it's a little bit, I don't say different. <coughs> but with her, like, she became more of a fan of the NBA or, like, LeBron because of me. Right, He's right. Supporting me and, like, as any woman should. Yeah, you know for sure, like, of course. Yeah, so yeah. she became more of a fan. So it, I know with her it was more disappointing. It's just a yeah. point, like, oh, man, we was this close, we this and that. Right, right, right. right. And with me, I'm watching the finals, and I'm like, yo, I, I, like, I was coaching it. I was like, yo, yeah. Lou's not doing this. Yeah. And if this and this was done because Kerr's doing it. Yeah. If if, if they switched if they switch coaches, yeah. you would have seen the difference. 
Mm-hmm. Possibly, possibly. I just see that's that. how I feel. I feel. I see me personally. Yeah. I've seen like and and with with music, or whatever. I'm always considered like the leader or this and that. Sure, sure. Sometimes it comes naturally. Sometimes that's why I like guys like Fifty or like LeBron because I understand yeah. from their positions like you got to take care of yourself and you got to keep people around you. So it's a right. lot more on your plate, right? Compared to everybody just role role playing, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I know for her, it was more disappointing with me. It's just like I don't know. I, like I kind of. I kind of just um, I kind of have like a little like uh, I could kind of tell what's gonna happen in the future type type of thing. Right, right. I kind of predicted a lot of these other things. So. <laughs> for sure, yeah. for sure. So let's get into and we'll, trust we'll get to that off camera as well. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we can get into that for days. But let's get into the final topic of trip talk. Uh, oh yeah, I definitely want to get into this. So as you all know, Hugh Hefner, the founder of Playboy magazine and the whole Playboy brand itself, he passed away this week at the age of ninety one, um, and. What I've been finding a lot lately is that there's been a lot of division between people as far as how they feel about um, uh, Hugh mm-hmm. Hefner. So a lot of people call him the GOAT and, you know, they praise him for so many different things. But then there are a lot of people who demonize him at the same time because of his practices of how to acquire all these like younger women and mm-hmm. how he how there's such a, a an age differential between him and right. the women that he's allegedly slept with over the years. Um, and then, of course, him, his legend, and his persona, what have you, has often been, um, I guess, revered in hip-hop culture, basically. Like, if you look at a lot of the, a lot of the rappers who praise, like, pimp culture, so to speak, like, too short or something like that, have, there's been a litany of rappers who've, like, made, like, uh, Hugh Hefner bars, whatever, or just reference him in his music, or what have you. Um, but where where do you guys stand on you know Hugh Hefner as like the brand and as a person and what have you? From what you guys have gathered over the years. Um. Well, I'm. I'm on the like I, I I'm a, I'm a big supporter. Right. Of not just Hugh Hugh Hefner, but just like um, individuals mm-hmm. and. Them gaming success and whatever they do. Right, I right. just brought up earlier about Fifty and LeBron and right, those right. type of people. Yeah, it's like because they they go through so much mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes you gotta set an example or you gotta be the one so they could be number two and number three and right. everybody after that. So it's an example. So sure, I'm a fan of what he has accomplished or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying everybody has their own you know like, like their, their own, own lane and yeah. yeah story whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm I'm. I'm gonna be positive and support whatever it is, as long as it's you know, like, not something where it's like, cause I understand the other side of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think uh, it has affected a lot of people. Um, I think more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. Even though it seems like it's negative, like the negative situation. Right. Finances, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. money, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's money changes people's lives. Oh yeah, so for sure, absolutely. If it's not something that's like, and, and these are people that are. These are people that are grown and they know what they're doing. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Javon, what's your take on that? My take on that, he's the man. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, and, and all... <laughs> and now, nah, for real, um, it's funny because I, I haven't really seen anybody, like, bashing him. I've always right. seen people like, oh, R.I.P. to the Playboy and, yeah. you know, things like that. But overall, I think, you know... I mean, as a little kid, I'm pretty sure he probably didn't think that he was going to turn out with a bunch of 
bunnies around him, right? Mm. But that Happy just Easter shows like every day for him. <laughs> that just shows that you know you don't you you can know your purpose in life, but you don't really know how your future is gonna turn out, right? Right. So you just gotta if he I don't I, I don't know how the whole Playboy thing started. I don't know the whole history behind it, but mm -hmm. to me it seems like he had something that he see was working and mm -hmm. he just went with it. Right, right. You know, and you gotta make a living. And if you enjoying it, why not? Shoot, you're around a bunch of beautiful females. Exactly. Why not? You know what I'm saying? But overall, I just I just I respect him, you know what I'm saying? Like he made a a, a great living. Yeah. And to live to ninety one, you know what I'm saying? Like he 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 I mean, people look at him differently, but he he made a great <coughs> name for himself. He's been, he's a legend, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like nobody's gonna forget that man. Right. So I feel like that that's that's the most thing in life you could accomplish is being remembered. Absolutely. You know, what so. are your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts. I mean, I'll say this, man. I mean, as far as like how he started, he used to work for, as a copy editor for Esquire magazine, mm -hmm. and I believe when he was 42, that's when he started up Playboy, and he got. He saved up some money, but he also got some uh, money from his mother as well to start up the company. Mm. And then within seven years, like he earned a million dollars out of the, out of the publication. Basically, the rest is history at that point. Um, my take on him is this: um, as a as a businessman, as an entrepreneur, basically, I feel like he was a trailblazing libertarian mm. as far as like what can be deemed as explicit or as free spirited and what have you. So I feel like he broke like a lot of cultural barriers as far as like how far you can go with conservatism and what have you. Mm -hmm. And just basically just telling people just to be, you know, themselves and, you know, just mm -hmm. be sexually free, be sexually liberated in a sense, right? right? And I feel like even though he was, you know, the head of like a, of like a, basically like a pornography state to a certain extent, mm -hmm. which I think kind of expanded later on with, yeah, the, with yeah. the whole Playboy adventure, I feel like he, from an artistic standpoint, he also said, hey, this is a female body, worshiping in all of his glory in a sense. I think that's what he originally intended with Playboy as well. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, sex sells, so it's also a business on that standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I think he combined the two together. Now, as far as him, you know, uh, sleeping with w women who are like way below his age, so to speak, like I think he was sleeping with women who are like 18 and 19, whether at the time he was like 42, 43 and going on and so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, personally, that's not, that's not something that I subscribe to, um, but, you know, to each his own. Um, I don't know about the methods as far as like how he lured those women basically i'm not sure about that right. some people are saying oh well like he lured them away like without their consent da, da, da. we don't have proof of this right. you know like right. and people were comparing him to r kelly in that sense where oh, r kelly Lord. now has like the brothel and the, and, and the sex slaves or whatever we don't we don't know the stories basically right. so i'm not going to try to take sides and see who is more ethical than the other but right. i would only assume that at the age of, for the most part in the States, I think it's certain states is a bit lower, but in the States, I believe 17 is the age of consent, basically. Yeah, I think it's 17. So, yeah. if those women came to the Playboy Mansion on their own accord, on their own consent, basically, mm -hmm. and hell, if they even had their parents sign off on it, we can't blame or judge or poke fun at Hugh mm -hmm. for what he does with those women after. Unless if he's abusing them, that's a totally different yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But if those women agree to live in, the, in the, live in that house and then pleasure him sexually, if, like, if they agree to that, if they both cons consent to that, we can't really knock them. Exactly. At the end of the day, they're both agreeing to do whatever they need to do. Mm -hmm. And from there on, it's their business, whatever. You just got to mm -hmm. dust your hands off of it or just like keep a movie if you don't really agree with it. So exactly. that's that's my opinion on it, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. My, my homie Mocat posted that and someone commented um, <clears throat> that he was like over 100. Like everybody, everybody's on the age with him. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Like he's at, I, I doubt he's, he's having sex with a woman who's over 40. Like let, let's put oh, it yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, unless unless she looking like like Angela Bassett or something. Oh yeah, then, then that's the different. Yeah, you know, Angela Angela's on, on a roll right Yo, now. Let me boy. tell you something about Angela Bassett. Christ, her and Halle Berry are the only women that I would smash over fifty, man. Like, yeah, she's bad. I'm like, Jesus, Angela, good And she's going to be in the new Black Panther movie? Yo, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Mm. I'm ready. But anyways, as far as Hugh Hefner and all that goes, what do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio to share your thoughts. Now it is time for the Flashback Friday track of the day. We're going to drop that drop just like this. And you guys already know, man. Hit me up on social media. Let me know what you want to hear for this segment on future episodes. Now, because we have a hip-hop and R&B theme going on right now, I figure I'd drop a record that is classic and something that I, in my opinion, feel as if is a standard bearer of the hip-hop and R&B collaboration. This record was released in 1994, and for one person, they were coming off of their second album, and for the other person, it was their debut solo album after having group success with his uh, current group at the time, and was the first member of this group to have a solo record deal at that time as well, and also the first member of this group to go platinum. I'm talking about Method Man and Mary J. Blige with mm. Your All I Need. And we're going to get into that right now. And after that, we do have the Wanks of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yo. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. I still got my peoples, Javon Monet and Brooks in the building. Hey, 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 hey. Y'all already know. Y'all already know. And it is about that time of the show that you guys have been waiting for. And I will not keep you waiting any longer since we are in the overtime edition of Cool Radio. So, on that note. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the wankster of the week. This week's wankster of the week has to go to former NFL football player Ray Lewis. Ooh. Oh, no. Ray Ray is getting that wankster of the week. Now, he is getting the wankster of the week because of the fact that during the kneeling of the national anthem uh, during last Sunday's uh, NFL matinee, um, he basically kneeled with the players after he vehemently disgraced and condemned one Colin Kaepernick for doing the same about a year ago. Now... Here is the interesting thing in this entire fiasco, so to speak. While he was uh, on Fox Sports 1 uh, being interviewed, he talked about the whole kneeling and what have you, and he, asked, and he was asked why he chose to participate in that game. So he basically said, and I'm only paraphrasing at this point, but he basically said that he wasn't kneeling, he was praying. <laughs> And he claimed that he was praying because he wasn't kneeling on one knee. He was on both knees, which automatically declares and signifies that he was, in fact, praying. Really, Ray? Really, Ray, Ray? Why the fuck you lying? Hey. Why you always lying? Hey. Oh, my God. Stop fucking lying. I mean, honestly, like... If you want to pray, 
You could do that at any point in time. You could do that before the game starts, in the locker room, in the press box, on the sidewalk, on the block block. But no, you chose to do it conveniently with the players on the sidelines, and you won't even play anymore. But no, you want to say you're praying, and that you're praying for all this all this stuff to stop. Even though you condemned the same player in Colin Kaepernick for doing that act as well as anyone else who did that act as well. And by the way, you were praying with a whole bunch of other players who were kneeling beside you as well and you were locked in hands with them as well. So why did you feel compelled to pray with them in that particular moment when they were clearly kneeling in protest of inequality in America and using the flag as a vehicle for that? Huh? But again, the guy contending, condemning uh, Kaepernick and all other players alike for, for, for exercising the First Amendment rights is the same guy who just so happened to almost be convicted of murder a few years ago. And it wasn't like 10 years ago or whatever. This was very recent. This was probably around the time when Colin Kaepernick was in the Super Bowl. And he was almost convicted of murder. But he wants to go and point with his dirty fingers like he's all almighty and righteous and the highly exalted one and everything like that. But no, he wants to say that he was praying and not kneeling because the act of praying apparently consists of two knees and not one knee. Therefore, it wasn't kneeling. Negro, please get your bullshit out of here. And I said it on Facebook, I said it on social media, and I'll say it again. Ray Lewis, you are so full of shit. You are so full of shit that you should own your own manure company and, 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 and sell it to the highest of bidders for every dairy farm in America. That's how full of shit you are. And I don't want to hear you talk about this shit again. Because at the end of the day, you are an Uncle Tom. You are a coon. You are an Uncle Ruckus. And we don't need people like you on television telling black people not to fight for their First Amendment rights or freedom of speech. You donkey. Do you deserve the wankster? Of course you do. I'm gonna drop it one more time just like this. Javon Brooks, your thoughts, please. Yo, nah. <laughs> I, think, I think you said everything I, <laughs> everything that needed to be said, man. I, I have to laugh on air because. <laughs> yo, wait. My son said he was praying? That's what he. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> And the way he was gripping up his, uh, the, the the guy's hands and everything, just looking down, like I, it looked like he was. But I'm like, I want to see what he's gonna say the following day to confirm what he was doing. I didn't think he would actually say it though. Right, but like you said, like that's not the time. You could have did that. I, I, I mean, I'm not knocking if you if he really did pray, then amen. But if you were just using it as an excuse so you try not to get bashed, that's not. Mm -mm. It was not good timing. You have no type of good support to back you up on any type of statement you make nope. other than you just admitting, yeah, I just decided to kneel. Like, you know, like, <laughs> for you to say you're praying, that's, you're bringing the Lord into this, man. No, that's not good. Yeah, that's, that's what he is. That's not good. Bring the Lord's Yo, that is so fine. <laughs> I thought he was maybe, like, by himself. I didn't know he locked arms. No, no, like, there's video footage of it. Like, I saw it, like... Like, I didn't watch the game itself, but I just saw it, like, on the internet or whatever. Uh -huh. I'm like, wait, hold on. Is that Ray Lewis? Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, man. I, I had to double-take that one time. I took a screenshot of that. I tweeted that immediately. For Instagram Live, do that, do that face again. I was like, hold on. 
Oh, Is that Ray Lewis <laughs> kneeling for the flag in which he just called a captain and another player for doing that same thing as well? Stop Yo, the madness. That is nah. crazy. I, I just thought maybe... Because I see, because I, I see, I just see a lot of stuff on social media. I don't really yeah. look into it. So I see people talking about it, but like, <coughs> I ain't paying no mind. And I'm thinking he probably just got caught, you know, by himself. Right. Kneeling, you know what I'm saying? Right. But for you to say he was locked arms. Locked. Yo, bro. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to say this. <laughs> just, as, just as I said earlier in the show about the owners being hypocritical with their fake kneels and protests and what have you. Mm. He fits right in the bill with them. He oh, yeah. is a flaming hypocrite oh, and if yeah. god can strike lightning on flaming hypocrites his ass would be flamer from the fantastic four that's what he would be <laughs> nah that Man. is funny i i it's, it's just funny to me i've seen the picture the picture was funny it's yeah it's nuts but anyways we're about to end things off on tonight's show so first and foremost i want to thank y'all for coming through thanks for having me i yes, really appreciate that no and uh when could we uh, is the club couple ep available now actually yes it is okay been... and where can the people get it on SoundCloud, on mm. my SoundCloud profile, and on my that pip mm. profile. Right, right, right. Yeah. Damn. That's what's up. All right. Uh, plug in social media. Where can we? Where can the people find you guys? Um, Brooks the Kid JB on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. B R W O K Z D A K I D J B. Um, That's a lot Facebook. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Jabel Brooks Templeman. Mm. <clears throat> um, YouTube. Brooks, the kid JB. Mm-hmm. Uh, videos got some lot lot more music coming soon. So, uh, if you follow me on any of these things, you'll find the rest of my others because I'll be promoting as much as I can. So, absolutely. And Javon, where can the people find you? All right, on um, Instagram and Twitter, I am Miss Javon Monet. So write this down because people spell my name wrong. So mm. I'm gonna just set it straight here, all right? So you're gonna do M S, right? Mm. J O A V A N. That's a movie. All right. Watching, you know, listen, all right. So yes, that's once again. That's M S J O A V A N. All right. <laughs> M-O-N-E-T. Okay. Okay. And um, that's on my Instagram, mm. my, um, sorry, my Twitter, mm -hmm. um, my SoundCloud. Uh, actually, no, my SoundCloud is just Javon Monet. I, I mean, not to sound cocky. I just tell people to just type in Javon Monet on Google. Right. Because I've done it, yeah. and you see everything. Right, right. So, I, not no cockiness, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, Google me. Yeah. No. That's any, honestly, anyone can be Google. Yeah, that's honestly yeah, yeah. The, best, the best place to see everything. Like, you'll right. see some pictures. you see all my videos on YouTube. you see my Reverb Nation, my SoundCloud, everything. So, right. the best thing to do is Google me. Like, right. to Google and then just pop up. Because even my Snapchat pops up there, and it's, it's a different name, which is I am, period, Miss Different. Mm -hmm. You know, Brooks got on me because I didn't have Mr. Javon Monet because, like, that makes sense for having everybody to do it together. Yeah, but yeah. I just tried to be different. So yeah, I was yeah. like, Clear that up. Clear that up. Hold up. I ain't get on you about that. <laughs> nah, I'm going to have DMs nah, and all that. Like, like yo, why you getting on your phone? No, no, no. Because no, 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 he suggested it. Like, it's, I don't want your bro Eric coming no. in. And <laughs> no, that's not bad. No, he just suggested it. It's smart as an artist. You want people to be able to find you everywhere with the same name, you know? So. I, I kind of messed up with that. I already have followers. I'm like, I ain't starting a new one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but yeah, if you just, if honestly, you just Google me, no cockiness behind it. Honestly, yeah. if you just type in Javon Monet, everything will pop up, honestly. Right, right. Makes sense. All right, guys, 
Thank y'all for tuning in. And for the people listening at home, watching at home, thank y'all for tuning in once again. Uh, next week, who do we have on the show? Now? Yes, next week on the show, we have Rooks McCoy. He is one half of Black August. He will be in studio. We'll be interviewing him about his solo project and all that good stuff. And make sure you guys hit me up on social media. So that's cool underscore radio on Twitter. And then also uh, at cool radio CC on Instagram, at cool radio CC on Facebook. And then we also have cool underscore radio on SoundCloud as well. And then cool radio CC on YouTube for the video clips. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at DM underscore cool or personally on Instagram at cool for thought. And as you already know, cool radio is a division of cool click media and entertainment reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We're out of here. Peace. Cool. Cool.